0: The following is a paid program. This program is not an offer to sell securities or insurance products, which may be discussed herein. Any product guarantees are based on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company.
1: Welcome, and thank you for tuning in. Daniel Goodman here, your host for Keeping Things Simple, a financial talk show aimed to simplify the seemingly complicated and complex. Got a great show lined up for today. We're going to be talking about Roth IRA conversion, which is, for good reason, a super hot item in the news this year. Also, we'll be discussing repeal of federal state taxes for those who happen to pass away in 2010 and what that's all about. On the note of estate planning, we'll look at some famous estate planning failures of the rich and famous, and then finally, we'll be touching upon precious metals, namely gold, since a lot of listeners have written in asking about gold, which by the way, hit an all-time high this past Wednesday on intraday trading for June orders at $1,249.20 an ounce. But first, to wake everyone up a bit, D E G wants to treat you and a guest to lunch or dinner at the restaurant of your choosing if May 16th, today being May sixteen, happens to be your birthday. So happy birthday. All you got to do is give us a call here at the station. Number is 866-584-3434. And for the first birthday boy or birthday girl caller over 21, there is a $60 Restaurant Gift Certificate, courtesy of DEG. Again, that number to call is 866-584-3434. And if May 16th isn't your birthday, which in probability for most of you listening it's not, well, you also get to get rewarded just for tuning in. So for callers, uh, let's say lucky callers number 7 and number 18, callers number 7 and 18, DEG is giving away $25 prepaid MasterCard gift, uh, The prepaid cards, the MasterCard, $25. So there's two of those for callers number 7 and 18. Our number again here at the station, 866-584-3434. That's 866-584-3434. What a crazy week on Wall Street we had this past week the operative word being volatility. Despite Friday's sharp sell-off, all three major U.S. stock indexes scored their biggest weekly percentage advance in the last 10 weeks. So for the week, the Dow rose 2.3%, ending at 10,620.16. The S&P 500 added 2.2% to close for the week at 1,135.68. And the NASDAQ climbed 3.6 percent, closing out at 2,346.85. The U.S. stock fund average for the last week was up 2.8 percent. And year-to-date, this average is up 3.4 percent. For the one year, this average is up 31 percent. But for the three-year, it's negative negative 5.3 percent. Taking a look at the foreign stock fund average, up for the week 2.3 percent, Year-to-date, it's down 4.1%. Then for the one-year period, foreign stock average is up 26.2%, with the the three-year return negative 7.9%. And finally, wrapping uh, this summary up, we have the Vanguard 500 Index Fund, up for the one-week period 2.3%. Year-to-date, it's up 2.5%. For the one-year period, it's up 29.8%, but for the three-year period, it's down, the Vanguard 500 Index Fund is down 6.9%. It will be very interesting to see what this coming week brings. If the volatility factor remains as high as it was this past week, very well could be signal for new directional trend in the markets. So what's a Roth IRA? Named after late Senator William Roth of Delaware, who was the chief legislative sponsor of this bill, this IRA came into existence in 1998. Like a traditional IRA, you get the tax deferral, but unlike traditional IRA, you don't get the tax deduction. The best thing about the Roth IRA is that withdrawals are tax-free, thus unlike traditional IRA there's also no IRS minimum mandatory distribution that needs to take place at age 70 and a half the big hullabaloo this year is that from now on there are no income limitations for those making over one hundred thousand dollars to convert their individual traditional IRA to Roth IRA people want to do so this year 2010 there's the option of splitting tax payment over the next two years but since tax rates are scheduled to go up next year you really wanna crunch the numbers here and see if it's worth the while and then one doesn't necessarily have to convert all so there is always the option of converting a portion if that makes more sense the big question is who is good candidate for Roth IRA conversion or rather, who is not good candidate for conversion. Folks who anticipate that they'll be in lower tax bracket when they retire are not good candidates. Folks who do not have discretionary, non-qualified funds to pay the taxes due for conversion are not good candidates. People who aren't betting that they're going to have a long retirement should also think twice about this. Under any circumstances, no individual should take from his or her qualified funds to pay for this conversion. This would not be smart at all. So if you're not in this category, but say you are expecting in your not-too-distant retirement to move up into a higher tax bracket, say on account of inheritance monies, and there is history of longevity in the family, and you don't want to be paying taxes on your current IRAs as they grow over time, and you have discretionary, non-qualified funds to pay taxes now to convert to Roth IRA, this could potentially be a huge win for you. But the big disclaimer here, folks, is that although the name of my show is keeping things simple, there's no cookie-cutter financial radio talk show's answer to this one. Each person and family situation is different. And so a careful, thorough analysis needs to be done before any action is taken on this one. If you're in the latter category that I just described and your financial advisor hasn't brought the matter up, you need to make the call on this. In case you've just tuned in, you're listening to Keeping Things Simple with Daniel Goodman here on k 1510 AM. And today we're talking about major tax tips happening now in 2010. What's going on with federal estate tax in 2010 absolutely takes the cake. The estate tax is federally imposed tax on the taxable state of a deceased person, also referred to as the death tax. To summarize, in 2009, the estate tax had a provision where $3.5 million was the estate tax exemption with a tax of 45% on any amounts over that number. In addition, the gift tax carried a $1 million exemption with a 45% tax on any overages. Now, here's the unbelievable big kicker. In 2010, there is no estate tax. That's right, 2010, no estate tax. The 2001 Tax Act called for the estate tax to be repealed in 2010 and then reinstated in 2011 with the estate tax exemption falling back to the 2002 level of $1 million exemption with a 55% tax rate on the overages. So guess if... If there ever was a year that super rich folks choose to die from, uh, from an estate tax point of view, this year, 2002, is going to be impossible to top as the luckiest year ever, unless, of course, things change, unless, of course, changes are made sometime between now and year's end, but I don't think so. Everyone thought that the legislative changes would come sometime between 2002 and 2009 with the repeal and the sunset provision never coming about. Oh, and just one more caveat to all this, in an effort to keep things simple. Once the estate tax is fully repealed this year, heirs will be faced with a new rule on assets they inherit. Under the current law, when you die, your heirs receive your assets with a quote-unquote stepped-up basis equal to the value of the asset on the date of your death so for example assume you bought your google shares at one hundred dollars per share but they are trading at five hundred dollars per share when you die your heirs get to use the five hundred dollar value when they sell the shares so that the four hundred dollar gain escapes tax after the state is repealed this stepped-up basis will apply to four point three million dollars in assets passing to a spouse and to $1.3 million in assets inherited by non-spouses. However, your heirs will be stuck using your original cost on all assets over those limits. Just imagine the paperwork nightmare as you try to keep track of those assets that get a new basis and those that don't. Somehow, tax simplification got lost in this part of the tax cut. If things aren't complicated enough, even though the estate tax is repealed in 2010, The gift tax stays on the books. Congress was concerned that without a gift tax, wealthy taxpayers would make large gifts to family members in lower income tax brackets. To prevent this, even after the repeal of the state tax, the law retains the gift tax with a $1 million exemption. But here again, it gets really interesting. Current gift tax rate of 35% is scheduled to increase next year, 2011, to 55% on any overages of over $1 million. So if you happen to be a multimillionaire and listening to this show, or your aunt and uncle, or any other relatives happen to be, might want to give them a call and let them know there never was a better time for them to be making that gift you've been waiting for all of your life. On the note of the super rich and some also pretty famous, let's take a look at some estate planning failures of the rich and famous when we come back from a short break.
0: Guaranteed. That's DEG Financial. Daniel E. Goodman, an investment advisor representative for DEG Advisory, a registered investment advisor, has been a leading force in the creation and protection of capital for business owners, professionals, and highly paid executives in Southern California for the past 21 years. Specializing in indexed annuities, the mission at DEG is to continuously provide that extra difference in helping you as a client. Call 818-907-0673. That's 818-907-0673. You got it. That's DEG. Dependability and experience guaranteed. Guaranteed.
1: We're back. Daniel Goodman here, and you're tuned in to Keeping Things Simple on CasePop 1510 a.m. Phone number here at the station in case you have any questions or comments, 866-584-3434. Again, that number is 866-584-3434. Or you can write to me, DEG, my email, degfinancial at AOL.com. That's degfinancial at AOL.com. Or find uh, or visit our website, degfinancial.com. Okay, we're going to take a look at some of the uh, failures in estate planning of the rich and famous. We have um, the estate of uh, Sonny Bono, who died back in January of 1998, a skiing accident, age 62. The The estate mistake left no will and did no estate planning, even though he was a congressman and a successful businessman. His widow in her time of grieving had to rush to court for the authority to make business decisions. The estate mess was further complicated by someone claiming to be Bono's love child. If Bono had left a will, it could have excluded children unknown to him. On that note, we look at the, uh, the estate of uh, Michael Crichton, the, uh, the novelist uh, who died uh, not too long ago, November 4, 2008 in Los Angeles, age 66, uh, the mistake uh, that happened here is he left a child out of his will. Crichton died unexpectedly while his fifth wife had a child in utero. He excluded unborn children from his will, a typical strategy, to prepare for any surprises showing up posthumously, which happened, as we just mentioned, in the case of Sonny, Sonny Bono's case. But he did not update the document to include the new child. So you had to state documents. They should always be updated as soon as any significant life change begins. This means not only during a pregnancy, but also when a legal action commences, such as a divorce, but it's not yet final. Take a look at the estate of Princess Diana, who, as we all know, died in 1997 in Paris in a car crash at age 36, took a short cut by using an accompanying letter that left 25% of her personal possessions to her 17 godchildren, which should have left the heirs about $160,000 each. But she left the distribution at the discretion of her executors, who had a court toss a letter of wishes and instead bestowed a trinket to each godchild to remember Diana by. The will and trust are more durable instruments for carrying out wishes than an accompanying letter or list, even though they are frequently used in estate planning. Looking at the estate of uh, Joe Robbie, who died uh, back in January 1990, age 72, did not plan for estate tax, which ended up being $47 million. Robbie's family had to sell the Miami Dolphins football team, which Robbie co-founded and helped build into a powerhouse that won two consecutive Super Bowls. Even if the state could not have avoided the tax, Robbie could have covered the bill with a life insurance policy have the estate of uh Jimi Hendrix. This is a pretty famous uh one here. The estate mistake left no will. The estate was managed by an attorney for twenty years before Hendrix's father Al won control. Al built the estate into an empire reportedly worth eighty million dollars. By the time he died, let and Al left uh, the estate to his adopted daughter, Janie, and excluded Jimmy's brother, Leon. Leon contested the will and criticized the way Janie managed uh, Jimmy's legacy, allowing the guitar's great image to appear on items such as air fresheners and golf balls. Leon Leon eventually lost and racked up several million dollars in legal fees on both sides. Looking at the estate of Babe Ruth, died at age 53 his mistake established a very broad and underfunded foundation that, f- that foundered several years after his death. Although the foundation's board members were given wide discretion, they did not know what projects or charities to fund because Ruth directed the foundation to finance any effort that helped people. The board members also did not have much money to work with because the foundation was supposed to get most of its funding upon the death of Ruth's widow, who survived the babe by 28 years because he died relatively young Babe's foundation died many years before his widow did. Just a few others here before we conclude. Uh, If you remember Florence Flojo Griffith Joyner, the um, Olympic athlete, died back in 1998, complications from epileptic uh, seizure. Her mistake, uh, she did not tell anyone where her will was, which further confounded an already complicated family dynamic. Her mother claimed her daughter gave her permission to live in Flojo's house indefinitely. A claim Flojo's widower, Al, denied. Al eventually turned up a copy of the will, but courts require originals for wills and trusts. Four years after Flojo died, a court finally appointed a neutral administrator to take care of the estate. We have the estate of uh, Leona Helmsley, Queen of Maine, died back in uh, August uh, 2007, age 87. Her mistake, well, gave $12 million to her dog, a Maltese named Trouble, but Helmsley also cut out two out of her four grandchildren, reportedly because they did not name their children after Helmsley's husband. The excluded grandchildren sued, saying Helmsley was not mentally competent when she did the will. The estate ended up settling within several months, paying the grandchildren $6 million total and cutting Trouble's inheritance to $2 million dollars. Helmsley, vindictive will, ensure a fight, and in the end, her wishes were not carried out. Although $2 million does buy a lot of dog biscuits, dog biscuits I suppose. Last, we have the uh, estate of Michael Jackson. Uh, been just uh, not quite a year ago, age 50. And the mistake here, it didn't adequately fund the trust he set up for his family or transfer assets to the trust. As a result, Jackson's mother, Catherine, has been filing claims in court, which opens the trust to public inspection and violates the privacy that trusts usually provide. Although many would have guessed that the estate, reportedly $500 million in debt, would have little to place in a trust, the estate's ownership in a company that controls 250 Beatles songs is alone worth up to $1 billion. But it is not yet known how much the family, including Jackson's three children, will see of it. Okay, we're going to take a pause for a moment. And when we come back, talk about gold.
0: and experience guaranteed that's deg financial daniel e goodman an investment advisor representative for deg advisory a registered investment advisor has been a leading force in the creation and protection of capital for business owners professionals and highly paid executives in southern california for the past 21 years specializing in indexed annuities the mission at deg is to continuously provide that extra difference in helping you as a client call 818-907-0673 that's 818-907-0673 you got it that's deg dependability and experience guaranteed
1: Okay, we're back. Daniel Goodman here. In case you just tuned in, you're listening to Keeping Things Simple on KSPA 1510 AM. Our phone number here 866-584-3434. And we've been talking about tax tips. And uh, as I mentioned, we'd also be touching upon gold. We have a question here from Gary in Calabasas who writes in as follows. Quote, I have heard many shows and commercials pushing investing in gold. However, gold is at record highs, and it does not seem like a wise investment now. What do you think? And if one wanted to invest in gold, how would you advise investing in it? This is, say, any mutual fund stock, take possession of it, et cetera. I've received a lot of questions about investing in gold, and perhaps we'll arrange for an expert to come in studio and have an in-depth interview, but this much I do know. Although gold just traded at record highs just this past week with intraday trading for June gold orders at $1,249.20 an ounce, when you factor in for inflation and look back to 1980 when an ounce of gold was trading for nearly $900, in terms of today, or rather price of gold 30 years ago was much higher on a relative basis than when its current absolute high, high that we just recorded this past week. So that's, that's the, really the key issue here. This being said, here's what we need to remember. Investing in gold is good during times of national crisis when people fear that their assets may be seized and that the currency may become worthless. They see gold as a solid asset which will always buy food or transportation. Thus, in times of great uncertainty, particularly when war is feared, the demand for gold rises. There are other situations, perhaps not as extreme, but nonetheless extreme, that also warrant our consideration for owning gold. Yes, if you're going to invest in gold, my recommendation is that you physically have it in your possession, either as coin or bullion, not mining stocks nor mutual funds or whatever other paper. So the other situations which recommend taking a position gold are bank failures and low or negative real interest rates. Let's take a look at bank failures. When dollars were fully convertible into gold, both were regarded as money. However, most people preferred to carry around paper banknotes rather than the somewhat heavier and less divisible uh, gold coins. If people feel their bank would fail, a bank run might have been the result. This is what happened here in the United States during the Great Depression of the 1930s leading President Roosevelt to impose a national emergency and to outlaw the ownership of gold by U.S. citizens. Look at low or negative real interest rates. This is uh, very much apropos to where, where we are today. If the return on bonds, equities, and real estate is not adequately compensating for risk and inflation, then the demand for gold and other alternative investments such as commodities increases. An example of this is the period of stagflation that occurred during the 1970s and which led to an economic bubble forming in precious metals. I think we are still a stretch away from the gold bubble bursting, though. It is expanding, but like a balloon, there's room for considerable expansion before it pops at the end, especially toward the end. And I just don't think we're quite there yet. I'm hoping and praying that there won't be nuclear war in the Middle East, but being real about the situation, There's no question in my mind that Israel will need to do what it needs to do when it comes to dealing with the Iranian threat. And so there is likelihood that things might need to get more chaotic before there's relative quiet in the world. Normally I'd recommend no more than 5% to 10% of portfolio invested in precious metals such as gold, but given the precarious times we're living in at the moment as a hedge, holding safe for the next few years, I think it makes sense to, incre- to increase, perhaps even double the allocation percentage to say 10 to 20%. I know this comes off sounding scary, but this is what history teaches us, and I just don't see this war on terror that we're actively engaged in fighting right now, not just around the globe, but right here in our own backyard, abating anytime soon in the next few years. I was hoping that we could uh, get to some more very interesting uh, uh, gold scenarios. One very interesting one with uh, Rick uh, Munera's from Motley Fool, who had this bet going on back in 1995, uh, whether best to buy an ounce of gold or uh, one share of Google, which were both trading around 500 level at the time. So uh, when we look at it uh, perhaps next week, we'll see that uh, gold is ahead, but the bet isn't over until it's over. Here we are five years down the road, uh, no one anticipating uh, the numbers that we're seeing. But obviously, if you're gonna be making these kind of wagers, I uh, urge everyone to revisit some of our earlier shows and look at equity index annuities, which don't carry this speculation, so to speak. So we're almost out of time for today. Tune in next week and remember, though money will never buy you happiness and good health, if you happen to be having a miserable day, and I pray that you aren't, having true financial independence is not going to hurt you. So until next week, I bid you all excellent returns now and always.
0: Dependability and experience guaranteed. That's DEG Financial. The mission at DEG is to continuously provide that extra difference in helping you as a client. Call 818-907-0673. 818-907-0673. That's DEG. Dependability and experience guaranteed. following is a paid program this program is not an offer to sell securities or insurance products which may be discussed herein any product guarantees are based on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing company